a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, I talked to Kira. We're going to talk about uh, uh, making sure her retirement works. She's really close. we got a few uh, I's to dot and T's to cross. She chose the fake name Kira this episode. And I'm going to choose a fake name for this episode. And I'm going to be Gary. So, Kira, welcome to the show. We're with Gary the Planner. Hey, Gary. How are you today? <laughs> Thanks for playing along. I, like, if you get to choose your name, do you think really, like, your name is something else? But if you got to choose your name from scratch, would you choose Kira as your real name, do you think? Probably not. Yeah. I wouldn't choose Gary either because I feel like I would need to shave my beard and just have a much bushier mustache. Um, all right, so help us understand why you're here. You're trying to get your stuff together. You're like on the cusp of making this happen. Like, how old are you? What's going on? Where do you work? What's happening? So I'm 55. I my husband retired two years ago, so okay. he's he's got a retirement and Social Security. My daughter's moved down south, so I'm I'm thinking eventually. Probably within the next year, I'd like to move down south. Okay. Uh, near her. However, I also know that once I leave the, my current job, I will never make what I'm making again. All right. So let me, I have some clarifying questions already to ask. You're 55. Your husband's already in Social Security, so I can guess he's at least 62? He's, oh, yeah, he's 68. Okay. So he's 68. So he robbed the cradle to marry you. Good. That's a he good did. deal for him. Good deal for him. Um, so, and then you're in a profession now where is your, your health insurance, I assume is through your employer. Yeah. And so I think that's where we got to start, right? I mean, you may be able to financially walk away and support all other expenses in your life. The question becomes, what is the plan for healthcare? If you were to shut it down at work next year, what, what what's on your mind? Well, I can... I can pick up, my husband was a teamster, Okay. so I've saved that option that I could pick up insurance through Teamsters. Um, it would be expensive. It would be 800 a month, maybe more by now. Okay. Um, my other thought is maybe I, I was thinking I may try to do something online. Okay. Some type of, I'm a nurse. All right. So I think I can, I can work per diem. I think I can keep my job up here for the summer, have a job down there. Um, but yeah, insurance is the big concern. And then what, so, so what's stopping you from retiring today as we speak? Like, why wouldn't you retire today? Well, I'm not sure that I have enough faith. Okay. How much do you make um, a month right now? How much are you bringing home a month right now? How much am I bringing home a month? Well, officially, I bring home twenty two hundred a month. Okay, officially out of quite a lot. How about I make a lot more than that? Okay, good. Yeah, so it's all right. That's why we use fake names. Uh, uh, officially twenty two hundred, but what do you, you when you say you make more than that? You mean you have more take home pay that's somehow off the books, or that? Well, no, I have, I have. Um, 
1600 a month goes into a saving. Um, okay. Okay, so you are you were making a lot more, but you're taking a lot of deductions. Right. Okay. Excellent. Uh, so we need to replace $2,200 a month in health insurance, and that's when you can retire. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've got some assets sort of floating around. You've got... Uh, uh, you've got a pension uh, from a, a former gig, and you've got like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars or so you could take in a lump sum, or am I to believe? Well, that's the. You know, it's either or. Okay. So I, that's my current job right now. So when I leave there, I have the option of taking a lump sum of a hundred and fifty. Right. Plus whatever, you know, accumulates from interest, which I don't think will be much. Or when I'm 65, I get $2,000. See, here, here's the tough thing. If you took it now, I mean, you need that. If you want to retire now, you would arguably need that money right now, right? I mean, no, no. That wasn't my plan to use that. Your plan was to ignore that until 65 if you chose to take the yeah. annuity? And if, if you took the 150 now, would you mm-hmm. also leave that alone? Well, it's either or. It's either one fifty or two. I, I know, but I'm, what I'm asking is, um, if you were to take the two thousand a month, clearly you wouldn't do that till you're sixty five. But if you right. were to say, "All right, I don't want the two thousand dollars a month. Just give me one hundred and fifty thousand dollars," would you be able to leave that alone, like take it from them and put it somewhere and not draw income off of it, or would you need it to create income for you now? Oh no, I wouldn't use that. You would not. No. Okay. Um, so here, here's how we look at that. So 10 years from now, uh, if that is growing properly, 150 should be $300,000. Okay. Mm -hmm. And aggressively to create an income stream off of that money, you could count on about a thousand dollars a month. That's a 4% withdrawal rate. So I think at 65, if you chose to take the lump sum, you could comfortably take $1,000 $1,000 a month off of that and feel pretty good about that 300000 which was one fifty, remaining in your life over the course of your retirement. So then we look at it and we go, okay, well, if, I t- if you take on the responsibility, uh, you, Kira, take on the responsibility of taking the one fifty now, putting it into mm-hmm. account, taking the risk of having it go to three hundred, it would only produce at the most $1,000 a month, whereas if you chose the annuity payment from them, from what you're telling me, they're offering you two thousand dollars a month. I don't. Why? Right. W- why wouldn't you take the annuity? Are you concerned about the stability of the pension? Well, I was. I am concerned that maybe I'll lose that money. Um, shortly after my husband retired, the are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yep. Uh, shortly after my husband retired, the Teamsters changed the rules and said, oh, by the way, you could lose 80% of this. So, I mean, it hasn't happened, Hmm. but it's there. Or actually, I guess guess it was the federal government that changed those rules. But you were at at a hospital system, right? I am. Okay. And so that's, I mean, it's a little different than the the Teamsters. Um, And there is always concern, right? If you have a pension, is it ever going to go away? And there are things like the PBGC the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation that step in and help people whose pensions go away because of default. I mean, so at first glance, with the information you gave me, I I would have a hard time recommending 
to you anything other than taking the $2,000 a month. I think taking the cash is too much of a risk. Um, Because if I can only comfortably generate $1,000 a month, and in in order to take the $1,000 a month, you have to say no to $2,000 a month guaranteed, I'd rather have the $2,000 a month guaranteed. All right. Um, well, see, that surprises me. I would never have, have thought that that would be the right, the way you would tell me to go. Well, yeah, it's, it has to do with distribution and withdrawal rate. Like when, when people are faced with a lump sum versus a should I take the pension question, we, we have to, they're not apples and apples. I mean, th- that's why it's so hard. It's an apples and oranges conversation. And in order to make them apples to apples, we have to say, okay, well, what would that 150 grow to? And then how much income could it give you so we can compare it to the 2000? And the answer is it would grow to 300,000, but it would only generate about $1,000 of repeatable income a month, which is it's half of what the 2000 is. So that problem what I'd like you to do is talk to the, uh, the pension administrator at the hospital and just confirm that the numbers you gave me are accurate. I have no reason to think they aren't accurate because I see numbers like this all the time. And, and what I do see, Kira, is that oftentimes the annuity, the monthly annuity payment, is twice what a person could do on their own. And that's why most people, in my opinion, should take that monthly payment. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I just pulled. I just pulled out because they they froze our retirement in 2014. So I just had looked, pulled out those papers and looked at them. So those are the right numbers. Wow, no, that's great. Um, so 2013 is the last time you got those numbers. Uh, 2014. 14. If you can, maybe grab them again um, and see if they're still tr- trending in the right direction. Um, so beyond that, though. You're making about $2,200 a month. How could you replace $2,200 a month next year if you stepped away? Could you do that by working part-time, or would you need to draw on any other sort of income source that you have? Oh, no. I would would be working. Okay. My plan is to work, not really to retire, but more to leave my current job. Right. So However, when I leave my job, I'll end up making probably half of what I make. Okay. So, so can we say also that what we're trying to do three things, leave your current job, leave the state and move down South and then learn to live on half of what you currently earn. Right. 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 Could you like, could you live on a thousand dollars a month? Well, we're living on his income, mostly. Right now, what I'm doing with most of my money is paying off what we owe. And what, and what do you owe, like on a house or so, like on what? I'm paying down um, student loans for my daughter. Okay. I, I only owe like 900 left on that. Oh, so nice. I'm paying 500 a month on those. I'm paying down visas. And I have probably two thousand left on that. I've been actually last month I paid two thousand. The month before I paid two thousand. So um, by paying on these debts, you obviously are not using the money for consumer things because you're just dealing with your past. So maybe you are pretty close to being able to live on half half your money, right? Right. And my thought is so currently my house 
cost us two thousand a month. Okay. Um, what I'm looking at when we move south is it costing less than a thousand a month. How much equity do you have in your current home? Two hundred thousand. And then you think you could buy a house? I think you're going south. Uh, are you going to an expensive area or a pretty reasonable uh, area to live? Um, outside of Nashville. Okay. So not bad. The, the big difference is taxes. Currently, I'm paying five, probably five thirty a month in taxes. Whoa! What? What? Yeah. Property taxes at five thirty a month. Do you live in the governor's mansion? Oh, I'm mansion? sorry. A little less. A little less okay. than that because my taxes are fifty eight hundred. So maybe four, just under five hundred a month oh, in man, property that's, taxes. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. So on a small house. Yeah. So okay. So cutting your expenses is part of this strategy then too. You're going to live in less house. Are you going to? So you're going to buy another house like with a thirty year mortgage or fifteen year mortgage or what's the plan? a 15-year mortgage. I'm more comfortable I mean, with that. Hmm? I'm more comfortable with a 15-year mortgage for a 55-year-old. Yeah. Uh, or even a 10, depending on the property. Um, right. I'm looking at maybe spending an extra 100000 If you're... If your husband were to precede you in death, if he were to pass away before you, it just, this just got real, by the way. I don't know why I just transitioned into like hypothetically killing people off. But no, that's def- that's definitely you know something we planned for. Sure. Okay. So I'm not as uncomfortable now, but I'm still sweating because I'm a little overweight. Okay. So <laughs> if if he passes away before you, what's the survivor benefits on his pension? That's a hundred percent. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making that decision. Yeah. I question whether that was the right decision, but because it really did make a huge, it made a huge cut in well, what he gets. But I he, figured I was working with, you know, do we need it all? Yeah. Well, the lesson here for those uh, in a similar situation is when you are 13 years younger than your spouse, the survivor option at 100%. So uh, I, I should probably translate. Uh, if her other husband passes away before uh, Kira does, then she will just continue to get his pension as though he were still alive. In a lot of cases, either the pension goes completely away or it's cut down by 25 or 50 percent. Uh, but you're at 100 percent, which is the smartest thing you can do when there's a, an age gap of 10 years or more. So you did that perfectly well as well. All right. Well, that's good because I didn't talk to anybody on that one. It, and I thought maybe we shouldn't have done that. You know, it's hard. There's a lot of really big decisions to make around retirement. I don't think people realize that. There's pension decisions. There's when do you take Social Security? What do you do with housing? Like, there's a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how about other assets outside your pension that you have a decision to make on and your husband getting his pension? Do you have any retirement accounts or, or big chunks of money? Oh, so I have um, a total of three... About three fifty in a retirement fund. And to clarify, that's three hundred and fifty thousand American dollars. Yes. Okay. Sometimes, look, uh, you could have said three fifty and meant three hundred and fifty dollars. You know, I, you know, I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and this company asked me to go speak to their workers, and uh, I said, "Oh, okay. Well, what, what do they have in mind?" And my coworker said, "Well, they want to hire you for twenty five And I was like, 
Oh, well, that's a little low for a normal rate, 2500 It's pretty low. I don't think I want to do it. And she goes, no, they want to pay you $25. Oh. So, so that's why I had to clarify. And also, just to, also to put it out there, I will not come speak to anyone for $25. That's why we do this for free on this show, because I'd rather do it for mm. free than $25. Um, so, okay, so $350,000. And is it current? Are you taking any money out of it currently? Oh, no. Okay. No, I'm not. A, I'm not planning on touching that to at least till I'm sixty-seven. So you really, I mean, this isn't even really a retirement issue now. What we're up against this is: uh, can you cut your living expenses in half and cut your wages in half and succeed? And I feel pretty good. I can't say with one hundred percent certainty, but so far your plan makes sense. Unless for some reason there's no nursing jobs in outside of Nashville, Tennessee. No, there's plenty of jobs. It's it. I guess it's really. I my big questions were: Should I take the lump sum or leave the the money in the pension? Leave it alone for my pension. Yeah, leave it alone. That's that's huge for me to have that answer. Um, also, how much should I continue to add? So currently, the other little little caveat is that my when they. When they um, froze our pension, they also are giving us, like, a little bonus. So each year that we stay for a full year, we get a, a big chunk put in in March. That's, that's great. And so I would think... For the, five years. So I would think uh, over the next year, if, if you're still going to be working where you're working in the Northeast now for the next year, I would continue to aggressively pay down debt. That's a number one. That is my number one goal for you to eliminate those obligations. Once that's done, which it sounds like you're pretty close, um, then I would continue to aggressively save into your retirement plan at work. And the reason isn't why most people think. It's not so you have more money. It's so that you're used to not having as much money on a monthly basis, because that's what's gonna prepare you for taking a pay cut. Like. That's why paying down debt or saving the money right now are the same thing because either way, it just gets the money out of your face and you can't spend it. And that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your situation's unusually complicated. Uh, yet, it's, there's just a lot of moving pieces and I think it's a completely doable retirement. The, the one thing that would concern me is <clears throat> even if you cut your lifestyle in half to take the pay cut in half, you'd still have to fund the health insurance, which could be 800 to 1000 bucks a month, right? Right. Hmm. wonder if you could find a part-time gig that would pay. I don't know how hospital systems work. I mean, if you're working, how many hours do you want to work? 20, 30, 40? Well, ideally, I think because I want to live down south during the winter and up here in the summer, yeah. I need to find something that's online probably to get insurance, probably through an insurance agency or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the tough thing. I mean, you're going to, um, you know, I've had, I have my own personal health insurance, not through our company here, but, uh, at home with my wife and I and our kids and we've gotten canceled the last three years in a row. Um, but none You've of us gotten have, canceled. Yeah. Three, three years in a row. Um, and, but we have no health concerns. Like my wife's a marathoner. I, despite what I look like, I'm actually pretty healthy. My kids are mm. healthy. Um, so that's the, uh, the instability that exists in the individual market is we went from paying 400 a month 
to 700 to 1100 a month. And now we're canceled again, again, and again, and we don't even know what wow. we're going to do next year. So that's what wow. scares me. Like this, I, I have a lot of pre-retirees are like, well, my healthcare plan is to do this. And this sometimes is not realistic given how chaotic healthcare is now in this country. Right. Do you know, you know, tenant, so Indiana, where I live, um, there's a, a few different programs available. I think if you want to know what to focus on next, because I always like to leave people on like, what do you need to know? Here's what you need to know. What's health insurance like in Tennessee if that is your primary residence? Do they have any medic, you know, Medicaid style programs that then translate to people that don't have financial needs? Like you need to find out what the offerings are as a state. I think that could help you a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. What else? Anything? Any other questions before we uh, move so, on? So, what can I? What should I continue to? How much should I continue to add to the retirement fund? Uh, it's, it, I have a really dumb answer for you. As much as you can. I don't think you're ever. You, your problem is not sixty-five and beyond. Your problem, your challenge is fifty-five to sixty-five. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, I don't worry about you saving money and having enough to survive on. You're going to have a pension. You're going to have your husband's pension. You're going to have Social Security, uh, whether it's your husband's Social Security or your own in the event of his passing. You're going to have well over, at that point, probably $500,000 in assets. The problem is not 65 to beyond. It is the next 10 years or between now and whenever you choose to retire and then that point to 65. So um, to me you can save that money. You're not going to access it until you're 59 and a half. In most cases, you're not going to touch your retirement savings until you're 59 and a half. So in in some regards, you've got four and a half years from now to, to make your plan work until you can access your retirement funds. Anyway, you can access it earlier than that, but there, that's a really finite or a definite process that, that creates some more challenges. So at the bare minimum, you're going to have to have a sustainable income plan, a work income plan for the next four and a half years, in my opinion. All right. Does that make sense? Did I just, I feel like it could have it, been gerbil. It, it absolutely does. And I, I guess I, I kind of knew that I was looking, I was hoping you would give me a better plan, something different that I can have I, a little more options. I'm like a mirror. I deliver appropriate news, right? Like I got ready this yes. morning. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, Ugh, but it's real. <laughs> That's what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this situation, I mean, 60, you're going to have a beautiful retirement at 65. I mean, just a wonderful retirement. And arguably at 59 and a half, it's going to be pretty damn great, great too. But I just don't see it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see how you could do it right now, but neither do you. Um, I, I think you could maybe tiptoe into it, but I think health insurance is going to be the big challenge from now until you're, you're 65, frankly. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got to find something. Uh, or, I mean, or the gig you're looking company. for, right? Whatever nursing gig you're doing, if somehow you can find one that gives you less pay, but pays for healthcare, that's even better. Mm. All right. Yeah, thank you so much. So right. you think the three fifty right now will grow to what? Seven by sixty five. Yeah, it'll grow seven. to seven hundred, five hundred to seven hundred easily. Even if you didn't add another dime to it, 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 assuming 
it's it's at least in a 60-40 allocation. 60% stock, 40% bond. If you're below 60% stock holdings within your, your retirement plan, it probably will not grow to... Uh, 500 to 700 10 years from now it needs to be at least at least 60 percent stock 40 percent bond okay does that make sense yes all right well i hope you enjoy your drive uh and your 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 move to nashville do you like the hot chicken have you had the nashville hot chicken yet uh i've I've actually had it in chattanooga not nashville I almost got killed in Chattanooga. Have I ever told this story on the show? You want to hear a story? Chattanooga's a great town. I know. Here's a story. I was uh, probably first grade. My family and I are driving down from to Florida from Indiana. It's about midnight. I don't know. Probably 8 o'clock. I was a kid. No one knows. And uh, we stop at a McDonald's <laughs> and we have to potty. You know how that goes on family trips, right? So mm-hmm. I run from our car through right in front of the drive through line. You know where that little door is that's designed to get kids killed when they try to go potty you know that's like right oh, yeah. in front of the drive through line i ran to that door and a car stopped about an inch from me and almost ran me over and then i went potty right in my pants actually because i was terrified and then my dad yelled at me so that's how i almost died in chattanooga tennessee everybody so you're not fond of chattanooga no but i love hot chicken so uh kira thanks for being on the show today we really appreciate it All right. Well, thank you so much, Gary. It's been great. Oh, yes. Gary the Planner. All right. That's it this week on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm, of course, Gary the Planner, a a GDP. GTP. I don't know what it does. All right. So uh, that's it. If you want to be on the show, be on the show. Don't run in front of a drive-thru line at McDonald's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You could die. Eat the hot chicken if you're in Nashville. And look in the mirror. You'll find out some interesting things. That's it. I'm out. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. This is not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings hey, from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole, event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. In beats I burn. This I adjourn. In beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, 
Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? 